This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by GoGo's Bootcamp. Are you a real estate agent looking for the very best media training program on the planet? GoGo Bethke is considered the top Instagram realtor in the country, and her step-by-step training program will take your social media game to the next level. Keeping It Real listeners receive a special discount, so please visit gogopodcast.com. That's G-O-G-O podcast.com for your special discount. And now, on with the show. Welcome to Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And today is our monthly series called Closing Time with Chris Linsell from The Close. Now, this is a partnership between Keeping It Real and TheClose.com. Let me tell you about The Close. TheClose.com is the kind of real estate website designed to give agents, teams, and brokerages actionable strategic insight from industry professionals. Now, they cover real estate marketing, lead generation, technology, and team building strategies from the perspective of working agents and brokers who want to take their business to the next level. Please visit theclose.com. That's T-H-E-C-L-O-S-E.com and subscribe to their newsletter so you can get notified every time they publish an article. Now with us as always is Chris Linsell. He is a staff writer and real estate coach for The Close. Chris is The Close's resident expert on real estate topics ranging from marketing, lead gen, transactional best practices, and everything in between. He's a licensed agent in the state of Michigan. Chris has been part of hundreds of transactions from modest rural starter homes to massive waterside compounds. When he isn't writing, you'll find Chris fly fishing or performing on the stages of his community theaters production, local community theaters production. Uh, I, Chris, welcome once again. It is December. We are excited to have you to close out the rest of the year um, and welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, DJ. Great to be back. Yeah, it has been uh, a crazy month, a crazy year. Good to be here. Glad to talk to you. Uh, and frankly, there's there's a lot going on right now. So, uh, you know, we got some stuff to talk about here, my friend. We we do, and I apologize to anyone if my voice is a little shaky. I'm uh, working on working on a cold, and also living with a COVID positive partner who I am trying to uh, stay six feet away from, so I do not infect um, myself or just, he doesn't infect me. Um, but I hope everyone out there before we get started is enjoying the holidays. Please remember to get your booster shots and be safe. Um, yeah. So let's talk about the big sort of national news that happened on the lending side, um, recently, which was better.com, which I had not heard of that company prior to the the news that most of our listeners probably have been exposed to, which was there was a mass layoff that happened. I think 900 employees were laid off um, from Better.com, which is a an online uh, lending institution, and they were laid off in an unceremoniously uh, um, sort of ethical way, I guess is yeah. maybe the best way to say it. Yeah. I think unceremonious is, is like, um, uh, I think that's putting it pretty politely, frankly, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen it there. Um, there is definitely some crazy video on the internet and, uh, it won't take much. Just go, you know, head to Google and, and type in better.com layoffs 
and you're going to get hit uh, with a lot of video uh, that, I, you know, actually first went viral on TikTok of um, some some layoffs that happened. And here's here's the thing, actually, I want to just kind of back up and say, uh, I've got stuff to say about this relative to the mortgage and lending industry and the real estate industry as a whole, but this is like a people problem that it doesn't matter what industry you're in, <clears throat> you know, you're the leader of your organization is tasked with, um, uh, making sure you've got the right team in place to execute, uh, on the company's goals. And the reality is sometimes that means that you got to lay people off. You got to fire people. You got to hire people. You got to bring people on. So it's, it's a leader's uh, task to make sure that's done effectively. This really was uh, um, a swing and a miss as far as that effectiveness um, element. So uh, separate from the real estate and lending uh, components here, let's just call a spade a spade here. This was a human resources uh, debacle on, on the highest level, I think. Yes, yeah, so essentially what happened is they laid off 900 people simultaneously in about a three-minute Zoom meeting that the people who were being fired uh, or laid off, I'm not sure if it which one it was, but um, were, were unaware. So they, they thought yeah. they were attending a regular meeting and they were notified just before the holidays. So bad timing. Um, bad presentation um, mm -hmm. or bad execution. And everyone got notified at the same time within about a three minute period. And then they were subsequently locked out of their emails. And I, I think there's a couple of points that we could, we could talk about out, outside of the outrageousness of uh, firing somebody via zoom uh, or firing 900 people via zoom simultaneously, which I think we could all, we all would sort of, appropriately shudder at and <laughs> and maybe uh, sneer at somebody who who would consider doing that but aside from saying what a bad what a bad guy uh for the person who who was the ceo aside from that i think that the the conversation could it really could lend now to talk about culture and how do we um how do we bring people into our organization what is our culture like once uh, somebody is part of the organization. How do we exit? How do, how do we, you know, move people out of the organization? Um, how do we do that in a way that respects someone's dignity? Uh, and is that, is that even important? Or is this guy a genius in the sense that he, um, efficiently let go of 900 people all at once? My, you know, my, I don't believe that 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 was uh, an appropriate way to do that. Mm -hmm. um, maybe there would be some efficiency experts that that would disagree, but um, it seems like um, just from a human being perspective uh, yeah. and and just being a, a good citizen of the world, um, that that was probably not the the best way to uh, achieve that unfortunate outcome. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right in that, and and um, I, I think. This points out a couple of interesting things to me, and I want to just go back because uh, for those of you who don't uh, know, uh, I I enjoy watching movies and television. I'm I'm a little I wouldn't call myself a cinephile, but I certainly um, have uh, I, I've seen my fair share of movies, and I am reminded right in this moment of the Michael Lewis uh, adaptation. Um, movie the big short sure. uh 
And and one of the things that is, if you haven't seen this movie, spoiler alert, we had a housing crash in 2009. So if you haven't seen it, I just ruined it for you. So sorry about that. Um, but one of the things, one of the reasons why Michael Lewis's uh, first was brilliant book, if you haven't read it, and then the movie, the adaptation, one of the reasons why this plot was so compelling to people was that real estate and specifically um, both both real estate and the financing for residential real estate um, were thought to be these rock solid businesses with extraordinarily low volatility. And this is both when it comes to the movement of the markets themselves, as well as kind of the health and well-being of the companies that operate within that space. And so you know, 25 years ago, it would have been a real shock. I mean, practically unheard of for a company within the, like the mortgage space to lay off 900 people all at once, unless there was some sort of insane scandal or something that had happened with there. The, The industry is just too stable for that to happen. And I think it's worth pointing out the difference between 2000 to th- you know 1999 1998 and today 2021 relative to the volatility that we see both in markets and within companies because we are seeing more players pop up in both the real estate brokerage and um, you know, kind of uh, sales operation side, as well as the fintech, like the the financing end of things, we're seeing more companies pop up faster, get acquired, get dissolved uh, than than we ever have had in our industry, and it really demonstrates the difference that we have right now as far as a climate for the development and. Ultimately, in some cases, um, the dissolution of some of these players. And it's kind of turning some of what we think of of this industry a bit on its head right now. Yeah, I think it's important for our listeners to start to really be... uh you know, in the know of what's going on with your preferred lenders, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah. So if you are working with a particular lending institution that you tend to send your, your buyers to, um, this would be a great time to just have a quick conversation with that LO to discuss, hey, how are things going at the company? You know, I would assume, and and, and again, I am not an economist or a real estate uh, journalist, but mm-hmm. I, I, I would assume that we will see some layoffs from lending institutions in the next 24 months, strictly based on the fact that rates were at near historic lows and, you know, rates are going to eventually bounce back. They are starting to climb back up. And, uh, you know, just like any other type of business, when they need to scale, uh, to take advantage of a, a, a tactical, uh, situation, which is low interest rate environment where mm-hmm. now people can refinance, they can purchase more. And then as the fed starts to bump those rates up, mm-hmm. um, we're going to see less people, less homeowners, maybe refinancing and buying. Um, if that happens, then some of these institutions are going to be laying off yeah. some of their work, the workforce. And as a result, what the agent needs to know is how is that going to affect workflow? Is mm-hmm. that you know, what, what is our, you know, from contract to close, 
what are, what are we seeing out there right now? And yeah. I think now is is a great time to partner with a lending institution that is, you know, to to uh, whatever degree uh, we call stable. Yeah. Find those bedrock companies because those are the ones that are going to get your clients uh, through, you know, through the contract. Yeah, I, I completely agree. In fact, I, I want to even take it a step further and just uh, actually before I say this, I just want to say full disclosure, I don't have any, uh, you know, uh, bought in loyalty to any of these, um, you know, bedrock uh, financial institutions. But frankly, in the moment, it might be a good idea to have relationships with the, uh, you know, the mortgage bro or the loan officers at, you know, at um, Chase, at Bank of America, at Wells Fargo, at these places where um, it would take really um, an asteroid crashing into the city of New York, a city of New York or Chicago to wipe one of these banks off the map. Um, that's that's not going to happen. But frankly, there are a number of of uh, mortgage options out there, and I can attest to this personally because I spent both, uh, you know, I, I spent time both in Atlantic City at Triple Play and in San Diego at NAR, watch, walking the expo. There are tons of mortgage brokers out there right now, mortgage companies that are offering a lot of flash and dash to try and get real estate agents plugged into their system. And the the long and the short of it is, there were people. At, I'm, I'm confident there were people that were working in support of the efforts of better.com and their booth at the National Association of Realtors Conference that are no longer at that company. And yeah. so if you've got a loan that needs to go through, you might not be working with the same person. You might have a different process than you did before. So it's time to shore up your options and make sure that your process as a real estate agent or broker has your client's smooth transition from one end to the other front and center. Um, because right now is it's, you know, it's a good time to re reevaluating those things anyway, but especially when there's volatility in the space, it's a double good time to make sure you've got some backup. Yeah. And I would love to also talk about some of the the stats that you've seen recently with respect to we, we're now towards the, we're at the very end of the year 2021 we have agents who are now reevaluating where they want to be uh, uh, we were just talked about evaluating some of your partners including loan officers but also your own agency you know are you happy at your current firm are you exploring other options does someone else down the street have a brokerage with a better split more training more leads, more support, more tools. Um, this is the time of year, which as somebody who this is my job is essentially to recruit realtors. This is the time of year that is busiest uh, for not just the holiday season activities, but also for agents looking to say, hmm, where do I want to hang my hat in yeah. 2022? And of course, we know there are lots of options, even in even in rural areas, mm -hmm. uh, there's lots of opportunities. So um, could you tell us a little bit about what yeah. you're seeing out there? Absolutely. So I'll say two things. One, um, the close has uh, a running all the time. We've got some quizzes and some um, uh, surveys that people can take on different articles that give us some insights into the mindset of readers of particular content. And we've got a little survey on our article 
uh, about the um, choosing the right real estate brokerage or company to work for. Um, and in that uh, survey, I've got a couple of questions that are pretty telling. Um, just to give a little context, in so far in the year 2021, uh, we're recording this on uh, you know uh, December uh, 20th, um, so nearly the end of the year. We've had uh, over 10,000 people complete this survey, and we asked them basically, we asked them a few questions, but the two that really matter here are, um, why are you looking for a new brokerage, and what are the values that you are most looking for in a new brokerage? So why are you considering leaving, and what are you looking for, basically? And here's a couple of interesting things. Um, when asked people, when we're asking people, why are you considering leaving? Less than 3%, less than 3% of people responded saying, I'm dissatisfied with my brokerage's branding. Less than Let 3%. Me, I want to, I want to just, just take that down. So less than three. So that's interesting to me. I wouldn't have guessed that. Right. Um, because the branding, which largely is a visual component, which um, I would th I would have thought that would have been a much higher number. So that's good to know. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I would have thought it would be a little bit higher too. But then, you know, I started talking to some agents about it and I came to an interesting conclusion, which is for most agents, especially middle of the road to high performing agents, their brand is their name. It's the rider on top of the sign more than it is the placard of the sign itself. So whether or not they're dropping their name rider on top of a Century 21 or a Coldwell Banker or a Compass, um, that doesn't matter as much to them because their brand is in their name. So that to me tells me two things. The first is if you're a real estate broker, you should not be dropping a million dollars or a managing broker. You should not be dropping millions of dollars into your company branding. You should be setting up company branding that then facilitates and accelerates your agent's individual branding because that's where the money is for them. So that's the first interesting tidbit. The second yeah. interesting tidbit, which and this one is fascinating to me, Less than 15% of people who said they were considering a new brokerage, less than 15% of these people said it was because they were dissatisfied with their brokerage's commission structures. So that is very surprising. I, th um, I thought so too. So, so we're, so now we've, we've basically, uh, we, we've removed the, the, uh, the, Oper we what we've done is we've re removed um, two things. We've removed the branding and we've also removed uh, compensation. So what has been more important then? So the things that were most important to people, in fact, overwhelming, nearly 84% of people chose either that they wanted better company culture or they wanted more growth opportunities within um, within their company to grow as a leader, to be mentored, uh, and to, to gain better skills and have better professional development. It's so clear that people 
were leaving brokerages or considering leaving brokerages. In fact, nearly, I mean, more than eight out of 10 people were considering this move because they didn't feel like they had a place in the company. They didn't feel like they had a valued spot. And I tell you what, I've been working as a remote um, worker for many years now, pre many, much before COVID hit, I was working at home. And honestly, I, at the close, I feel like an incredibly valued member of my team. And I see these people in person uh, during non-COVID years. I see these people in person like maybe three times, four times a year at the most. And I have a, I have a place within the company. I have a place within the team. Your agents and brokers can have a place within your team as well. Um, and if they don't feel like that, if they feel isolated, if they feel like they're on an yeah. island, like they have no path to grow and get better, they're going to look for somewhere else to be. Yeah, I think that's really important. Retention is really what we're talking about. Yeah. And and I think that when we we know that, um, thankfully, that the commission... So for everyone listening who may be um, thinking, well, there's a better commission split out there. Yes, there is. Of course mm-hmm. there is. There's, there are firms that will pay you more, though, firms that will pay you less. Um, what I, it seems to not be the, the deciding, the, the majority deciding factor, but this idea of being appreciated or being, uh, having opportunity, I think is really, really critical and really speaks to what I think is the brokerage's job, which is to not only provide all the tools, the skills, the training, the support that an agent needs so that they can build the business that they want, but then also to make sure that that agent is appreciated in the way that they recognize appreciation. And so, you know, it's, it's goes back to like being in a relationship with somebody. We probably, all of our listeners have heard of love languages, which Mm -hmm. is, um, you know, there's various ways in which we experience love and most of us have a predominant modality or predominant way that we like to experience love. It might mm-hmm. be uh, verbal praise. It might be acts of service. It might be physical touch, it might be gifts. Um, and w- what I would encourage all of us to do who are listening to this, uh, this episode, whether you're a brokerage owner or whether you're just a broker and you can apply the same principle to your clients would be to really think about how do the people that you value, whether they're your, your, if you're a manager, your brokers or your agents, or if it's your clients, how do you recognize them? Uh, how do you acknowledge them and, and, you know, make sure that they feel appreciated, whether they're your client or they're your coworker. Um, I think that is, is, is a huge, uh, opportunity for brokerages to retain. Um, and, and each person has their own unique style. So you almost have to, in our opinion, in my opinion, um, create, you know, sort of, uh, a CRM of sorts of here's, you know, here's what my, the, the, for example, we have almost 800 realtors at our company. We have uh, a list <laughs> of all of course, of all those realtors and what we know about them and how they like to be, uh, rewarded and appreciated. And even though with our company where we pay very high commission splits, um, that is not usually the most important thing to any of those agents. A few of them, it is. But for the vast majority of them, they really appreciate when when we call them and congratulate them. Mm. So I think this is a great opportunity for, for anyone listening to realize that you get to now 
have a, a deeper emotional connection yeah. with your coworkers or your clients by yeah. understanding what makes them tick and then mm. serving them up that love language that best suits them. Yeah. So this is some next level podcast hosting, frankly, that you tied this back to Gary Chapman's book about love languages. Yeah. This is like so <laughs> on point. So if you haven't read it, it's called the five love languages. It's by a guy named Gary Chapman. And in fact, I'm going to give you two book reports. We got the holidays coming up, guys. You got plenty of time to read. You should read Gary Chapman's original, the five love languages, because this is like an invaluable book about personal relationships. But there's also uh, a new edition called the five languages of appreciation in the workplace that is geared specifically towards business. And guys, if you are, uh, if you own a brokerage or a managing broker, or if you're just an agent or broker working with your clients, I'm telling you this, it is like, it's those moments where you're like, you read something or you hear something and you say, how did I not think of this? This is the sort of, the sort of kind of next level analysis of those, of those relationship specific, um, businesses like real estate that I'm telling you, it's going to mean a lot to you. So check it out. Gary Chapman, five love languages and the five languages of appreciation in the workplace. And it does, it ties back into the second question that we were asking people on the survey, which is what are the most important things that you're looking for in your new brokerage? And again, an overwhelming percent here, guys, like it was 40, uh, 49% of people wanted strong industry leadership and, um, company culture. Uh, and then um, um, training and professional development was uh, 30% uh, of that. So between um, strong leadership, company culture, and training and professional development, we're making up nearly 80% of, uh, of, the, of the total um, uh, first priorities for people. So again, think about if you're an agent, you know, think about where are your buckets being filled? I'm not trying to borrow too much from Gary Chapman here, but uh, you'll, if you read the second book here, uh, he'll talk about, you know, uh, we all have these professional buckets that need to get filled and you may be looking for, for uh, uh, appreciation uh, and encouragement and engagement in your workplace. Are you getting your bucket filled? Uh, and if you are um, a managing broker, are you filling the, the buckets of your agents? Um, because frankly, tying it back together with better.com, what was totally lacking in the better.com layoff fiasco was a connection between the needs of the employees who frankly, it wasn't a bad business move to lay these people off. I'm not trying to be cold hearted here, but the company needed to position itself with a balance sheet that had less liabilities um, in order to achieve their goals. It sucks because these are people involved. This is not just numbers on a spreadsheet. These are human beings who have Christmas shopping to do and mortgages to pay and medical bills. And I recognize all of that, but you can't fault a business for also being thoughtful about making sure it's a, a self-sustaining entity. But what this guy did totally wrong was disconnect with the people and their needs in the way that this message was communicated. Um, and this just harkens back to the value of the companies that we work with and for 
connecting with our needs, both as professionals and as consumers. So you should expect more from your brokerage. And honestly, your clients should expect more from you. So make yourself better and do so uh, by also making your brokerage better. It, it really is a win-win for everybody. It, it is a win-win. And it's nice to know for those who are listening, who have team members, who maybe you, you're listening and you run a team and you're worried that your top producer is going to leave and go off on their own or maybe switch brokerages or, you know, create their own team or, um, you know, and, you know, of course, all of those things can always happen, but uh, the data in Chris's uh, data that he shared with us earlier is very consistent with other, with data that I've seen over the years, which has to do with people typically leave because they feel unappreciated. Um, people typically will leave a brokerage because they've, they're not getting what they need. Do you know what your brokers need? Does your manager know what you need, right? If you're an agent, um, now's a great time to have those conversations and, you know, hold the manager. If you're a, an agent, hold your manager's feet to the fire and say, here's what I would like to do in 2022. Here are the skills I need to develop. Here are the tools I might need. Here are the resources that would be helpful. Can you assist me with this? Um, because sure, somebody down the street might be able to give you a, a better commission split. Um, but that's really what you want is you want your needs met. And if your need is that you need a higher commission split, well, there you go. But if you need professional development, if you need, um, you know, additional leadership, um, you know, or you need uh, better business planning or skill development, this is the time to go to your manager and say, Hey, I want to crank this thing up in 2022. What can you what can we do together to help me get there? Mm -hmm. That is their job. And for managers yeah. listening, that is your job. And it is my job uh, here at, at my company to make sure that all, all of the agents we have go, hey, why would I ever leave? Um, these guys take wonderful care of me uh, and and they, they appreciate me and you know they're they're giving me what I need. But mm -hmm. the only way that that happens is through communication. Um, everybody is so unique and different. Please, do not be afraid to go to your manager and say, I want to work on my business plan with you. Can you spare some time with me to chart a path for us in 2022? Mm -hmm. And if they sort of give you the, yeah, yeah, well, you know, look, there's, there's no, um, I would encourage you to, to consider other options, right? I mean, there's other yeah. firms out there that are, that would love to help you with that. hundred percent. 100%. Um, one of the things that, for better or worse, we are, there is a reality in our market right now is choice, uh, at least from a professional, like where, where do you hang your license? Who, who do you work with as far as vendors? There's a lot of competition in that space right now. So you can make choices. Um, but frankly, the kind of the start and end of this conversation um, for me, as far as choices go, is whatever choices you make, uh, you're making, make sure that those are being made in pursuit of providing the best experience possible for your clients. So if you are making choices between brokerages 
which one is going to give you the tools you need in order to level up your client experience. Because at the end of the day, your clients certainly deserve that. And you're going to make more money and be more successful if you are positioning yourself to build a business around creating the best experience possible for your clients. If you are putting other things first, you might zoom out ahead uh, temporarily, but Honestly, you're, that's, that, is, that is a temporary win relative to the agents uh, and brokers who are positioning their clients' best interests and a superior experience first. So, you know, as you're going into 2022, think to yourself, you know, what am I doing every day, every week, every month, every quarter uh, to level up my clients' experience within the real estate space? And if you are not being provided with the tools and the training and the opportunity to get that done might be time to, to make a change, whether that's in a brokerage or whether that's with a lender or an inspector or an appraiser or whoever it is. If you right now you've got some choices, so it's, it's a good time to be making them. And also a great time to evaluate your technology partners as well. So if you have services that you're using, uh, mm-hmm. e-signature platforms, CRMs, website, uh, front ends, this is a great time to, you know, as things slow down to evaluate, reevaluate, are you getting what you need? Are your tools in alignment with your goals? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there, thankfully, uh, there are a lot of partners out there that would love to get your business and will compete for that business. So, uh, wow. What what a, what a great conversation, Chris. Mm -hmm. I, I'm really, uh, I was really enjoyed, I enjoyed hearing some of those statistics because it was nice to hear that the human element is, is ultimately sort of the Trump card mm. in, uh, I guess maybe I shouldn't use the word Trump anymore. Um, that's got a, 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 for a lot of us, a negative connotation, but, um, but sort of that, that, you know, that high ACE, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. is the human connection. And if you can just continue to connect with your clients, with your coworkers, with your team members, checking in with them. How are you doing? What's going on? All of that uh, really helps with retention and keeping everyone, uh, um, you know, front of mind. Um, Mm -hmm. But now is, now is the time, you know, if, if we're now in the last, you know, 10 days or so of the month, if you haven't already reached out to all of your customers, your clients, your colleagues, wishing them a happy holiday season, uh, Mm -hmm. wishing them a happy new year, that's the easiest way that you can do what you can do right now, just to, you know, make them feel appreciated and, and supported. Um, but yeah, this is the time to really evaluate what are you getting? What are you giving? Um, and what are you going to do in 2022? Mm -hmm. That's the truth. That's the truth in 2022. Honestly, it's not going to be a calm and quiet year. It is going to be volatile and crazy and exciting and heartbreaking and uh, victorious. I'm sure we're going to have elements of all of that. So I can't wait to, to keep talking through with you. There's going to be a lot on the horizon this year, I have a feeling. I agree. Tell us a little bit about the Close Pro before we wrap up. Yeah. So um, if you are uh, looking for a way to level up your real estate business, First and foremost, check out theclose.com. 99% of what we have there um, is totally free. You don't even need an email address. Just come read about how you can make your business better. We've got everything from uh, long-form strategy guides like on real estate farming or creating a better CMA or choosing a paid lead generation provider um, all the way to 
fun stuff like real estate memes and the best real estate jokes your clients haven't heard. I mean, everything that you need to get a better real estate business, we've got on the close. And if you want to go to the next level, you can join us on the close pro. The close pro is our um, premium subscription based service. Um, it is uh, where you can get uh, exclusive uh, um, courses taught by myself and other uh, close pro instructors things like six simple systems to transform your real estate business, Facebook and Instagram crash course for agents or four low cost hidden listing gold mine sources. These are all courses and just a few of what we offer on the Close Pro. We also offer uh, an extensive resource library and boot camps, uh, a boot camp collection full of things like um, you know, dozens of scripts and templates and um, uh, all the, the different pieces, components that you need to build a successful real estate strategy. Close Pro is 35 bucks a month, um, or you can get it for $199 for the year. Uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff that I can't even, I mean, just kind of scratching the surface here, but this is really, um, if you want to go beyond uh, Googling your answer and get an authoritative source with, with uh, resources, the sort of resources that your brokerage should provide, but isn't the close pro is a great option for that. So come check us out. Uh, the close.com um, is our website. You can find the close pro there uh, and, and come check out what we can do for your business. Cause we're helping a lot of folks and we'd love to help you too. We love the close.com. Everyone who is listening or watching, please go visit the close.com. It should be your primary source for marketing journalism, uh, I, I guess, I don't know if that's an actual term, but it's where I go for all of my uh, good ideas for this business. So the close.com, T-H-E-C-L-O-S-E.com. Sign up for the Close Pro, give it a shot. 35 bucks a month, absolutely reasonable. And before you do that, you can read almost everything they have for free as well. Uh, Chris, on behalf of the listeners, as always, we thank you for closing out another year with us. Uh, 2021 has been a, a, or 20, yeah, 2021 has been a, a crazy year, but um, it's been a very interesting year. And I, I hope in 2022, we'll have uh, even more to talk about. And um, we're also going to be expanding this show as well. So be on the lookout for for all of our listeners for some uh, some big news. We're very excited to uh, to be releasing mm -hmm. shortly. Um, and on behalf of Chris and myself, I want to thank the listeners and the audience, uh, the viewers for continuing to support our show. Please tell a friend. Think of one other agent that you know that could benefit from hearing this great conversation that we just had with Chris and send them a link to our website. The best mm -hmm. way you can reach us send them right over to keepingitrealpod.com or over to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash keepingitrealpod. Every episode we've ever done is all on Facebook as well as on our website, or just pull up a podcast app, search for keeping it real, hit that subscribe button. All right, Chris, uh, happy holidays. Happy new year. We will see you in 2022. Can't wait. Let's get back into it. Have a good one, everybody. Thanks. Uh -oh.